Stick got it. Panarin's got it for the Blue Jackets. Down the left wing and across the line. Panarin trying to cut in. Scores! Game winner in overtime. What a to edition of the CBJ Frontline Podcast. I'm Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AdamCollinsCN. I'm also here with Owen. You can find him on Twitter at Owen Mayhew with an I. Off by recapping our thoughts on that game one, four to three CBJ win in overtime. What are your thoughts, Owen? Um, I thought we looked really good. As I said in the last podcast, I was worried about their power play and they scored their first two goals on the power play. But I thought that T.J. Oshie goal should have been called in goaltender interference. A lot of lot of iffy calls there. Wasn't a big fan of the Josh Anderson five-minute and yeah, ejection. That, that one really kind of grinded my gears. I don't know. He turned his back. He turned. It almost looked like it hit him in the shoulder. I could see them calling that uh, you, two minutes for boarding, but you can't eject the guy and give him five minutes in the playoffs. Yeah. In the playoffs, I think it's a different game. You're not allowed to... Just you can't just throw players out for a dirty hit like that. Now the Nazem Kadri hit, I don't know if you saw that one. He should have been ejected, and I immediately as soon as I saw that, I said three games right there. That hit was cheap. I did see the Drew Doughty hit, and that definitely that was one. not an ejection worthy hit, and he got one game. The NHL needs to come in and like really dive in deep on these hits in the NA like in the playoffs because you can't suspend a player like Drew Doughty for the Kings like that. On a hit like that. He hit shoulder first, okay? He led with his shoulder. He might have missed, I forget who he was hitting, but he might have missed that guy's shoulder. But when Drew Doughty collided with him, his it's almost like Drew Doughty's back hit his head, not the shoulder. I just thought it was a bogus call. The NHL definitely needs to look into those types of hits. Uh, let's get back into that Bobrovsky, TJ Oshie collision type of thing. Their foot's, his T, Oshie's foot kind of pushed Bob's foot, and the announcers were trying to say, that that didn't affect the puck from going in. To me, it looked like Bob was set up, and when Oshie's foot collided with Bob's foot, it twisted his pad, which left a nice little pathway for the puck to go right through. Yeah, well, when they called it originally, they said T.J. Oshie scored the goal, and that's why we keep saying the T.J. Oshie goal. But they changed it to Kuznetsov because they realized Oshie didn't touch the puck. But if Oshie didn't touch the puck, and he's colliding with Bob's pad... In the crew, that's goaltender interference. That's the definition of goaltender interference. And I don't understand how they didn't make that call. Um, another example for me is in the same night, um, Sean Corrali scored for the Boston Bruins. And the play before, Freddie Anderson gets kicked right in the head. However, <laughs> they called the goal good because Freddie Anderson was already on the ground. Corrali lifted above him. But they kicked Freddie Anderson in the head. I don't understand what is goaltender interference anymore, and they need to figure it out. It's it's a lot like the NFL and what is a catch. Yeah. What is goalie interference? There's no clear-cut rule. To me, if you're touching a goalie, causing him to move out of the way of the puck while he's in the crease. That's interference. In the crease is one thing. That's the biggest part of this. If the goalie's out, you're not allowed to just run right into the goalie. But if he's outside of the crease, like in Felino's case when they called that interference... They called it because Felino fell on him in the crease. If that goalie's out of the crease and Felino falls on him, I don't think that's goaltender interference. I mean, that was just stupid, though. They were battling in front, and the Caps guy clearly just shoved yeah. Felino. Felino didn't even know the goalie was there. You could tell his legs got taken out from under him, and he gets called for the penalty. There were a lot of bogus calls in that first period that led to their two goals in a five-minute power play. Yeah, And so... Uh, 
talking about that, uh, one of the main Blue Jackets' goals was to keep the Capitals and Ovechkin off the power play. Um, that, they did not do that. No, the first two periods they were on the power play for 11 minutes, I think, of the total 20 minutes or 40 minutes. Props to our penalty kill. Besides those two goals on the five minute, we power both play, lost they, on that first couple minutes. Yeah, that five minutes. I think they needed to get their legs. You know, they needed to see the match the speed of the Capitals, everything like that. But after the five minute power play, like they scored two goals in the first. 30 seconds of it? Yeah. After that, we shut them down the rest of the night. We did. And um, our power play looked great. Our power play looked phenomenal. The Devontae Smith-Pelly goal, the, the one thing I want to talk about with that is if Ian Cole pinches like he did on that play, that's fine. But someone needs to stay back. And Ian Cole hustled back, but where he made his mistake was he did not take the guy in front of the net. He went down mm-hmm. because I think it was David Savard. I think Savard and Cole were both the ones that right. crashed down. Um, I think whoever scored or whoever had the primary assist on that goal made a good move, beat Savard, and then Cole was left empty-handed because he almost came over to help Savard instead of taking Smith Pelly, and that's why Smith Pelly had that open net. And Bob was even in great position. They just slid it in yeah. that little corner. I was really happy to see Bob play well. Bob played great. We did not see playoff Bob. We saw regular season Bob. We saw Bob. regular Bob. Maybe this is the new playoff Bob. Mm-hmm. And Bob, I believe, had tw- uh, 30 shots, 27 saves for a 90% save percentage. A lot of those, some pretty high-end shots. Shots from uh, Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. I believe Ovechkin had, Ovechkin had four on net, and Kuznetsov had six as well as those first two goals. They, our defense needs to realize that they have to push those guys to the outside. You can't have Kuznetsov take shots from the front. Same with Ovi. You need to push those guys outside. And like just because they have shots on goals, it doesn't mean that our defense is doing a bad job. Because like Ovi didn't have a clear path to the net every time. I thought we did a good job with that. Like Ovi's going to have his shots. For the most part, I thought we did pretty well containing Ovechkin. We only saw that slap shot from the circle maybe two times. Once he missed the net, once right into the chest of Bob. Yeah. I think if the Blue Jackets can actually play their game and stay out of the box the next game... It could get ugly. Yeah, it could get ugly. I thought we outplayed them. We did, and we were talking about this. If we somehow win tomorrow and get up 2-0, we get to come back to Columbus for two games. We could sweep the Caps. Sweep the Caps, that would be nice. But and the Flyers took care of business last yeah, night against that was the nice. Penguins. That's the thing. In the playoffs, it doesn't matter what, what happened in the previous game. Every every game, the team's going to come back harder. Penguins win 7 nothing, then get beat 5-1 to last night. I never get upset seeing the Penguins lose. As I said, he has balls. Balls as big as the building, doesn't he? And so as Torts says, it is time for our Twitter questions. So we are going to start off with Sam Smith, who asks, Would you rather drink bleach or be a Penguins fan? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, Drink bleach equals death. Penguins fan equals... Death. Yes, so... Both are bad scenarios. I'll take the bleach. Uh, Actually, I prefer Windex. Yeah, I, I... This is a bad question for me to answer because uh, I have uh, some people and who are big-time Pittsburgh fans, so if they hear me say I'd rather die than be a Pens fan, that's probably not the best thing. But, you know, probably I'll take the bleach. All right, on to the next question from Gabe Murray. Why is Boone the greatest of all time? I will tell you this because did you see that beauty of a pass to Wenberg last game? 
gets the Blue Jackets on the board. I'd say, honestly, if there's a Mount Rushmore for Blue Jackets, he's on it. Oh, Gabe, you know, you know, you know me so well saying that. Um, Boone Jenner played really good last game. I'm not going to knock on him for that. It's just, to me, Boone can either come out and look like a good NHL player, or he will come out and look like he doesn't belong on skates. He doesn't belong on skates, but I can't knock on him. Like, he helped us win last game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride the Boone Jenner train for now. Next question comes from at E. Strutner. He asks, is everyone healthy? The only person that's in question is uh, Alexander Winberg. Felino's good. Felino came out and he said, I'm an NHL player. I'm going to take this puck to the face. Hurt face, but he'll be out there. I'm going to pop right back out there. It's fine. He didn't even miss a shift. Yeah, of course not. He's a hockey player. Uh, Wenberg takes that hit from Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson doesn't get suspended for that dirty hit. Tom Wilson's lucky that the NHL doesn't have better angles on that hit. Um, to me, that was a clear. He left his feet, jumped right into Wenberg's head. Yep. If there was a concussion protocol in the NHL, like the NFL. The NFL, yeah. I don't know what Wenberg's status is. I think he's doubtful. But I wouldn't. I really wouldn't be surprised to see him play. If he doesn't play, what I think happens is Felino moves to center and they put Sonny Milano in the lineup. The only other thought that could happen is that they play seven defensemen with and put Jack Johnson in there. But I don't. I don't really know if they're going to do that yet. I think they're going to ride with what roster they had in game one because whatever they had, it worked. You know. Thanks to everyone who submitted all these questions. We're going to talk about our last one. If you didn't get picked. Try again next time, and we might not pick you again. So next question comes from Mason Louise. He says, thoughts on Caps keeping Grubauer in the net for Game 2? I think this is a coaching decision. I think Barry Trotz really wants Grubauer to get his confidence and keep it up. I don't think he wants to change everything just because of an overtime loss. Um, I'm perfectly happy they're starting Grubauer because I don't want Braden Holtby to get hot. Exactly, but I'm also I was looking at Holtby's numbers and hearing that he hasn't been playing well lately. Grubauer didn't look great, so if they play Holtby, I'm like, if he's if Grubauer's playing better than Holtby, let's see what Holtby has. Yeah, as long as Bob is on his game, that's what's important to me. I don't really care who plays goalie for the Capitals because we we're gonna have to score on him either way. The way we're scoring right now, I heard I think it's in the last twenty games, it may be more or less uh, by a couple, but I heard that we're averaging the most goals per game per team in the NHL. We're the hottest team in the NHL. Clearly. I mean, since the, the trade deadline and all those acquisitions, Vanek got on the scoreboard last night. His stick got an assist. We talked about him being an X-Factor. It's important for him. The guy who really made a difference, and it kind of went unnoticed to me, was Pierre-Luc Dubois, just because he's a rookie. He went out. He looked like an all-pro. He like, looked poised. He looked phenomenal. He got two assists, which I didn't know. I didn't until... know. the. It was apparently on the Panarin goal. The yeah. last one, he got the secondary assist. Cole got the main assist. But that... He walked in on that power play. Nice little pass to Vanek. Goes five hole. I'm really excited about the kid's future. Definitely a very bright future for Dubois. We're now going to move into our last segment where we preview game two in Washington, D.C. What are your thoughts? Things I want to see from the Blue Jackets. Like I said earlier, I really want to make sure that we're keeping the caps off the power play. That's important. And we can win five on five every game against these guys. Um, another thing that I really want to look at is how good Marcus Nudevara plays because I think we should be starting Jack Johnson over him. To me, Jack has that playoff experience. And honestly, when the Blue Jackets play well with Jack, he, he can produce numbers in the playoffs. 
Jack's a leader, too. He was an assistant captain most of this season. I don't understand why we didn't trade him at the deadline if we weren't going to play him in the playoffs anyways. That's what I was saying. I don't understand that. I know Yarmo was saying it's almost like it's almost like a one-year rental, like maybe Thomas Vanek would be. Who knows if we re-sign him or not. But it's almost like he said we were trading. It was like we were trading for Jack Johnson just to get this year out of him. So he wasn't expecting anything in return. He's not expecting him to re-sign. So if you weren't expecting to play him, then why... In yeah. the world. I, I really don't understand it. But I'm going to get away from that. I want to talk about the rest of Game 2. I, what I really want to see from the Blue Jackets, I just want to make sure that that Game 1 victory isn't overhyped. I want them to come in and be professional about it and play like a playoff team would. They need to win four games. It's not just about that first game. Why don't we conclude here with our score predictions? That way, if one of us guesses I'm right, we'll play this audio on the Twitter feed, and we'll sound like a genius. Yeah. Um, I don't know. i I got to think about it real quick. I'm going to just go out with a bold statement here. Columbus, he's got some balls. He's got balls. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, five. Washington Capitals, one. That's pretty bold. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, really, I do think the Blue Jackets will win the game. I think it's kind of a low scoring. I think the... The lower scoring it is, the better for the Blue Jackets because you don't want to have to play against Ovi when he's getting getting hot. I don't want to see that. So I want to go 2-1 Jackets. Well, see, Ovi's not going to be in the game in my scenario because Bob is going to get in a fight with him and take him out in the first period. That would be something. And then Jeff Sanderson and David Vaborny are coming off the bench and Rod Tugna is taking care of business. Rod Tugna. 